Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where we go town to town asking the question, what that smell like? I'm your host, Juice. And as always, I'm joined by my bestest friend in the world, Leo. What's up, Leo? Well, not as always, because today we're in the same room. I'm, yes! looking, I'm looking in his eyes and mouth right now. <laughs> He's looking in my mouth. And I can't stop looking at his mouth. It looks like a nice hole. Put things in. Yeah. Food. Dicks. Words. Words in his mouth. Guys, we out you. We out you. And <laughs> we definitely tried recording a bit ago. And I did what I did last time, which is <laughs> to say, I'm Leo, joined by Leo. Sometimes I forget who I am. Well, that's okay, because I forget who I am sometimes, but also who you are sometimes. Yeah. It's really easy to forget who I am. Yeah. So you can see why both of us do it. Yeah, we also sound the same, so it doesn't help. Yeah, we definitely sound exactly the same. Exactly the same. Well, I would start by asking how you've been, but we've been hanging out for the past, not really 24 hours, but... Almost. Almost. Um, Um, Just straight chilling. No, it's been been good having you here, man. It's uh, It's been cool. I hope we get to be in the same city and do this again um because this is it's gonna be fun yeah maybe we'll do it again for international fight week that actually does sound like a good idea that sounds like a great Um, idea although we won't be doing that because um tickets god anyone anyone that wants to sponsor uh my flight to vegas and maybe a hotel for us both yeah and maybe some tickets yeah and also the the tickets yeah that sold out very quickly we could also just like watch him from a screen at a bar across the street. That's true. Go for the fan expo. Just just chill. We could jo- go to the MGM Grand and watch it right there. Watch it right there take in the sports book. Yeah, take our bets for Poirier to fucking dribble Connor's head off the canvas again. I can't wait. Can't fucking wait. Speaking of can't fucking wait, I can't wait to talk about these fights. No, I sound like. <laughs> I sound like someone was like, well, that sort of neatly segues into nothingness. Um, it really does. But <laughs> but you're you're right. Uh, so obviously, as you guys know, the structure, we're going to talk about the um, the prelims that caught our eye. And hilariously enough, they were the last two fights on the prelim. Um, so for me, I think the highlight of it, uh, the Romanov and uh, Espino fight, just great because, fight. It was a it was a great fight, but um, th- the when the UFC said uh, or on the on the screen it said um, new hybrid rules, and B and Juice were really confused as to what happened specifically. Um, obviously, the idea was that he was supposed to be given five minutes, and I understood that, and it looked like Alexander was not doing so well, um, and I everyone wants to say that. Well, let's back up. Yeah. They, they were grappling back and forth for a couple of rounds. Um, Juan was starting to turn the tie. It looked like Romanov had control early. 
um, but Juan was uh, was reversing and getting out of those positions. It was basically like a grappling fight, which was what we wanted from this, at least what I wanted. And then Juan Espino had him up against the cage, lands a knee to the to the berries. Yeah, perfectly to the berries. Perfectly to the berries. And I don't want to call him a dirty fighter, but like it didn't even look accidental. Right. Like, Romanov didn't really turn as he was throwing it to the where it could have been. He was just like, no, I'm going to need this motherfucker in the balls. Yeah. And- uh, but but the way that it ended now um, makes me think that these are now brand new rules that just came up. Because I told, I was telling Juice, uh, we were both slightly high last night. Um, I was telling I was him uh, that it was so interesting because I was like, well, if that's the case, then I guess... Uh, illegal strike so like if an eye poke happens in the third round next time does that mean that we're, they're just going to judge the fight up to that point because I had never heard of this you know um, uh, uh, illegal groin strike leading to a decision um, being so late in the fight like I don't know what they how they made that decision but um, when I saw it I was like okay well then I guess that means that eye pokes or any sort of illegal action that happens in the third round towards the end if the fighter can't continue let's just Judge the fight on that? Like, that's what, that's what's so strange. Yeah, it was so strange. And, and, and it was, what's interesting, too, is that this also happened in the Triller card, the, like, circus oh, boxing yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, And we weren't necessarily planning on talking about that, but I was thinking about it because um, right around the time that the co-main event uh, hit for the for the UFC fight, um, I was like, well, let's just turn on, let's just turn on this, this, this boxing fight just to see. And it ended up being the, the co-main of that. And it was... Um, uh, Alex or or Ivan Red Koch, uh, Red Koch, I, I wasn't sure, versus a guy named Regis something. Regis lands a perfectly legal shot that glances him in the ribs. The guy doubles over, and for a second, everyone is thinking that it was a groin shot, a low blow. And there's about five minutes of commentary where they're going back and forth like, Oh, is it illegal? Is it legal? And then Al Bernstein is just showing the fucking replay. He's like, it's clearly a legal blow. He can't continue. And then, then they're going back and forth about it. And the uh, the guy in the ring is like, come on, man. Yeah. But they did the same thing. They went to a technical decision, and they, and they went to the cards, and, and the the rightful guy won. But Yeah, like I said, I, something that I had never seen before. Um, and with that happening, I was like, okay, well, then I guess now... I don't know. I don't know if that was a new rule that was implemented because I my intention was because I think the commentary team started saying like, well, uh, you know, it's probably going to be a DQ or they're going to have yeah. to stop the fight. And I was like, but what's the point of the five minutes? Like, right. why does he get to lay on the ground? Isn't if the isn't the rule that he's supposed to be able to lay on the ground and do what he wants for five minutes? Like, he's supposed right. to get the time. It was weird. Like even like one minute into it, I think. Um, I, th- I don't know if it was Dominic or Bisping. Or, or Bisping, one of them, but they were like, yeah, we're looking at, uh, you know, the, the fight could be stopped. And I was like, well, what's the point? Of that? That's He has five whole minutes. He should be able to to be, um, to be get that time. I don't know why right. they were already talking about a DQ already happening immediately. So, Yeah, it, I think for me it was like, I think the, the writing was on the wall. They saw how much pain he was in. They were like, no amount of recovery time is going to, you know, you could wait until tomorrow to restart this fight, and right. they're like, he's still going to be and in even pain. Then, and even then, he'd still be grabbing his junk. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I made a tweet that was like, 
<laughs> How bad can it hurt? It was like, it must be hurting really badly. I mean, it can't be that big. <laughs> and so, and someone commented, at least nine inches soft. I was like, oh, <laughs> why did you say that? Was, uh, oh, he just ate his penis. <laughs> oh, just ate it. Anyway, oh, my God. I can't um, wait to talk about the distinct fight. Um, um, but uh, I guess in summary, like, I was really excited about this fight. It was two heavyweight grapplers. They're 10 years apart, which is like, you know, it's definitely like a, that that only usually happens in heavyweight, which is awesome. And and Juan Espino some, somehow has less fights. So he got an MMA like later in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was... He was doing very well. He got that old man strength, yeah, dude. dude. I don't know. Why did you have to throw that knee, bro? Yeah, here we are. But, um, and then, so that's that. Uh, rules are weird. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say. I don't know how to explain this whole thing, but... I feel like I've heard about it before. I don't know if it's just because of the when they said hybrid set of rules, because what I gathered from the hybrid set of rules is that they're saying, like, okay, we adopted the new uh, set of unified MMA rules, um, but we're keeping the down fighter rule, and they changed something about the instant replay. Right. Um, which is, like, I think they said it can be evoked by someone outside the ring, which is interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of newer things that I need to, we need to start looking into, but um, we'll probably look into them um, International Fight Week. Yeah, um, International Fight Week. Okay, so on, on to the second one prelim that uh, that we both want to talk about. I mean, yeah. I just want to talk about the yeah. Romanoff one because it was so controversial. Yeah. And now, the Jessica Penne and uh, Lupita Godinez. Yeah, Godinez. Godinez. Um, we g- good fight. Yeah, first of all, Lupita. I mean, Chef's kiss. If you guys haven't seen the video of the guy um, and the bobcat, <laughs> Lupita pretty much just yeeted, yeeted her <laughs> Penne across the dang octagon. You know, it was weird because Penne was doing really good in the first uh, in the first round, like grappling wise. I was like, wow, she's really getting her hooks in and all that stuff. But then, like all of a sudden, Lupita was just like, just turn the tide. Get the fuck off dude. me, motherfucker! She and was shucking off the takedowns. The whole thing, dude, throwing I mean, her down, dude. Penny, that the setup for that throw, Penny took forever to climb up her and to get all the way like on, like high on her hips, very high. And Lupita was just like, fuck you. I yeah. It took. It was at least like a thirty minute, like a thirty minute, a thirty second, like. Build up. Uh, build up for her to get to like something. She was building something and the pizza was like, yeah, you're not building to nothing. You're right. You getting thrown down on the damn ground. And Dominic Cruz, who trains with Jessica Penne, is like, she's looking for a triangle. That's why she's isolating the wrist. She's got, and then you see her like throw the leg over and Lupita's like, you ain't doing this. <laughs> just throws her down, so, dude. Dude, I mean, so strong. I mean, she was just dumping all over Penne. I mean, not the weird, weird, you know, I shouldn't say dumping. Yeah, you shouldn't I say shouldn't dumping. say dumping. Um, in a you know in a yeah. in a fight card in like a this. fight card that in has Justine Kish coming Kish, up, but dang, she's never gonna live that down. I'm <laughs> never sorry. gonna live that I'm down, sorry, dude. Lady. But we were laughing so we were so high last night. We were laughing so, so hard, hard. <laughs> laughing so hard at the idea that if she shit again, the world would not be the same. <laughs> yeah. I, I we'll, we'll get there when we get there. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, okay. But but aside from that, like. I guess I'm kind of happy with the decision, not like as far as I agree with it. I mean, it was a split, so that makes sense. I mean, I, I hate when people say like, oh, that should have been a split decision, but I guess you can see like where it was a really close fight. And um, honestly, I had it for Lupita. Yeah. I don't remember which rounds, Me but too. it was just like the fact that she was evading all the submissions and like slamming her 
And it felt like she was landing more. Well, no, Penny was kind of boxing her up at some yep. points. I don't know. It, it, it was a really hard fight to score, but I remember at the end thinking, okay, uh, that's that's that. Yeah, that's a that's a Lupita win because Jessica Penny was not in control uh, for that fight. And here's what I want to say, dude: normalize pride scoring. Normalize scoring the whole fight and not round by round because we had another fucking fight. It was the Austin Hubbard. Uh, we don't have to go the whole, but the Austin Hubbard Dakota Bush fight where. That was a fucking dominant fight for Austin Hubbard, and they scored a 29-28. Yeah, maybe Dakota won one of those rounds on that bullshit 10-point must system, but my man was getting lit up for the other two really badly. So how the fuck do you have a... I, I just I got so mad at that scorecard. Yeah, I mean, it was... I don't know. Like I said, we had yeah. the, the two, just two splits. Both of them were... Um, the Penne fight was less obviously controversial than the Romanoff and Espino one, but um, it still was like yeah. I said, just the way how dominant um, Lupi uh, was. Yeah, um, but for Jessica getting a win after seven years, yeah, dude. that's insane. When they really said, "Oh, she's away for four years," I was like, "Dang!" Like, yeah, what a time to come back. Like, uh, you know, so. she had I think two USADA sanctions. So we saw uh, we saw her fight live. It was our mm-hmm. first fight card together, 199. She fought Jessica Andraji. Yeah. Yep, um, yep, and yep. that was Jessica's first fight at strawweight, actually, yep. after being a tank at 135 for some reason, even though she's way shorter than all those girls. Um, but she fought Jessica Penna and just absolutely beat the shit out of her. And that was, what, 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's was, all coming on five years. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was a they lot. They said her last win was 2014. That's, <sighs> that's so long ago. It's. I mean, and just to be still like, uh, I guess, quote, like, you know, an, uh, quote unquote active fighter. I mean, not really, mm-hmm. but just come back and win. That's good, but. Her um, story was sad, too, because I remember when, when the, like, she beat the last you saw a sanction because they were going to hit her with another one. Uh, and, and it was going to, like, end her whole career. And she even made, like, a statement on Instagram. And I remember her doing oh, some yeah. some interviews and like her manager, I think her manager is Brian Butler, uh, same that manages Rose and Whaley. Um, I think they they beat it, and she was saying that she had to like drive Uber yeah. and stuff. And obviously, recently, um, like the last like a, I feel like it was a year ago, she she announced that she was doing an OnlyFans. Like I think she was one of the first fighters to do it. Um, That's good. Yeah, we uh, like and subscribe that to that guys. Yeah. <laughs> pay, your, pay your money into that if she's still doing it yeah you know it's funny one of the group chats I'm in someone was like hey all you so-called Penne fans did anyone actually subscribe to her OnlyFans and I was like yes not meaning that I did I just was like well someone did so I said yes and then and then the guy goes well Juice is the only real fan and I said well not me but I know people yeah <laughs> and he put the thumbs down and I was like well if I wasn't married, I probably would subscribe. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah well, No, you can still subscribe when you're married. Who cares? Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah, well, you can. So anyway, so. Well, the, well, it's like with OnlyFans, you don't know what you're getting. It's true. Like, you do it, know. Izzy is like, oh, I'm in OnlyFans, but it's obviously not X-rated content. It's just, uh, even though you might think from a guy like that, but he was like, no, it's just behind-the-scenes fan stuff. And like Diego Sanchez and Joshua Fabio, would, let's be let's be fair, that's probably homoerotic uh, if you were to watch it. Yeah, it's but true. It just oh, it's gonna be like yoga and training videos and breathing techniques or whatever. But like Jessica's like, it's gonna be me. It's gonna be. <laughs> but me. you don't know exactly because I I remember her saying like, it's not gonna be fully nude. It's gonna be tasteful or whatever. Yeah, she was just like, okay. whatever. I'm just trying to make money. It's I'm like, money. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to do. But anyway. Uh, but yeah. Good honor. If you're that. if you're listening and you're single. 
just subscribe to her OnlyFans. Like, yeah. what, what the fuck is stopping you from subscribing to her OnlyFans? Um, uh. Wow. Okay. So, <laughs> good segue. Perfect segue. Perfect so, from segue. OnlyFans into an OnlyFan of this card last night. That was a yeah. really bad segue. Yeah, it was really bad <laughs> That was the worst segue I've ever done. Um, Let's all neatly segues into the main card to talk about OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Violent Bob Ross. Versus Alexander Munoz. And I, and I have to say, it's so funny because the picture they've got of, of him on UFC.com and the one they showed on the broadcast, he looks like Michael Chandler in a wig. <laughs> Alexander Munoz. He does look just like Michael Chandler in a wig. That is crazy. And he used to have short hair, like basically the same exact hairstyle as Michael Chandler, but I never thought that until... He looks like, he looks he like, <laughs> he looks like Squire Chandler. Squire Chandler. <laughs> It looks like he's by the bar. He's like, I'm a little lad like berries and cream. Yes. <laughs> berries and cream. I say that as a guy with the exact same hair. Wow, That's dude. Amazing. Yeah, cut it. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, cut your fucking hair. Anyway, uh, nobody. Anyway, um, so uh, man, Violent Bob Ross was really putting it on him yesterday. Mm. I mean, really, really. You know what? I also will say about um, about Luis Pena. He also kind of looks like a um, um, a wee character. He does, dude. The head is so big and really to the body. body. (laughs) He looks like a Wii character from (laughs) Nintendo Wii. You know what that reminds me of? Do you remember the character? I don't know if you did know this actually because um, this is like it happened in the dorms. But like, do you remember we had on the Wii a character called Jufro? Yes. So our friend Tom, who has a podcast called Movies After Work, listen if you like movies. So shout out to Tom. Uh, I was on the subway with him one day in L.A. in the metro, the red line, and there was a guy sitting across from us, that, like a white guy, with the biggest afro I've ever seen on a white guy. And it, it wasn't a wig. It was his real hair. And I was like, wow, dude. And he just – he had this like – it was clearly like a Jew fro. Yeah. And I said as a Jew, as, as a Jew myself, by the way. And he just looked so lost. And it was just like the funniest shit ever. I was like, I feel like it was a constant state of like, why Why do I have this hair? <laughs> he's, he's always questioning his hair. It's not always about questioning. He's like, I can't cut it. It's the source of my power. <laughs> so we made a character of him on the Wii. Like you could make a little me, I guess they're called. Yeah. And we, we made this guy and I used to always play as him. And you're absolutely right. He looks it like, looks a, weaker. like a weak character. Just like it. When I when he's like moving his body during the um the like Bruce Buffer announcing his name, I was like, his head is too big for his body. It is. Um but, that's why he's just trying to having trouble like keeping it up. <laughs> but with that being said, he did work last night. Yeah, yeah, he did. Absolutely. It was one of his, probably one of his best performances, yeah. honestly, or at least of recent memory, because I feel like sometimes he's he's either been in these close fights or like he gets submitted. Like I think in the Commonwealth Worthy fight, he got submitted, and he's had uh, some 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 rough fights lately. But that was amazing. It was vintage Bob Ross, yeah, was, vintage violent Bob Ross. Now let's um, go on to the next uh, next one. Um, yeah. So okay, Tracy Cortez versus Justine. So let's be honest. Um, I was laughing too hard this entire flight to really know what was happening. One hundred percent. We were laughing. We were physically in tears. I was mad. I I wish I wasn't so offensive about it, but we were literally twelve laughing about the idea of her shitting herself again. And I feel so bad, right? Because Tracy Cortez did a pretty good job, and we were a very laughing. good job. 
every time she would got that triangle on her the body abdomen, triangle the body triangle on the abdomen we were just <laughs> so worried we were so worried the entire time and just and we kept saying like if it happens again there's <laughs> no way no, no way no, lightning could strike twice no first of all the, the ufc world would be turned upside down the everything would have caught fire the world like, turned upside down i mean really because I just don't think there's a way to live that down twice. Like, you, you do it once. <laughs> she hasn't lived down the first one. <laughs> but anyway, with that being said, um, the fight was a good, ba- a good back and forth, like I said, from what I saw, but I was laughing too hard through all of it just because just the ramifications of the idea of a bunch of Hormel chili just spraying out from outside of her shorts. <laughs> Can I say something? Too much, yeah. I feel like I have to say a couple things. So, one, I feel like we should talk about the fact that the reason this fight was on the prelims. Oh, right. And this, like initially, and then it was bumped because the co-main event, Drakkar Close versus Jeremy Stevens, got scrapped because Jeremy Stevens... Fucking pushed her car close to the weigh-ins, and it caused like he, I said. He said his, his hand felt numb and some whiplash, and he had some nerve pain. Woke up with nausea and headaches, which is just like a terrible symptom. Um, and I was talking to Rhino about this. Rhino said because I went so fucking hard in the paint against her car close, and that's a Michigan guy. And Rhino was like, "No, I'm fucking 100 percent team Dracar close." And he was like, "If if Dracar wins, you have to fucking like." eat humble pie on the podcast like like rhino was right i was wrong and i kind of feel like i should do that anyway just because i was like yeah dude jeremy stevens gonna fuck this guy up and then jeremy stevens causes the fucking injury well, that he did but he did fuck him up <laughs> yeah <laughs> i already i already tweeted last night yeah we, we technically both backed jeremy exactly for that and that's a I'll, that's a dub and you gotta take it yeah you, it's you a gotta w. always be prepared man if someone's going to shove you at the weigh-ins, guess what? And you get <laughs> One some, catch me slipping like that. Yeah, you get some whiplash from that and you get nerve pain, guess what? Too bad. Yeah. You lose. Honestly, Jakar Close should retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, like I was telling Juice last night, um, it was all, it was, it's all a ploy. He's not injured. They're just waiting for him to set up for International Flight Week. <laughs> Jeremy Stevens, Jakar Close, opening the main card. You know what's funny about that too? You were talking about that conspiracy theory because we were sitting here. The fights were supposed to start at seven, and we turned to ESPN a little bit early, and the basketball game was still on. Uh, for some reason, the Jazz were in Celtics colors. No one knows why. <laughs> uh, can't keep track of the colors. But this is not a basketball podcast. No one gives a fuck about basketball. Yeah. Uh, and we're waiting for the fights to start, and then it gets to like uh, the the game ends right before seven. But I, I guess it's a tie, and they go into overtime. And we're like, oh shit! What are that, what's like? Usually when that happens, they switch to another channel, and then right when that happens, I think I got a text from Rhino that said it, the fight's off, and I'm like, whoa, 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 what? The Drakkar Close fight? And I'm looking on Twitter, I'm like, holy shit! You're saying it's a conspiracy. Dana knew there was gonna be overtime. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh well, didn't someone get pushed away? It's yeah. let's scrap that. Let's scrap that fight now and, and let's move. move it to International Fight Week. And then, like I said, it has a story. Yeah. The second that he starts, it's going to open the main card, and it's just going to be Conor being like, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jeremy Stevens is going to push um, Drakkar close in the thing, but it's going to have the head of Conor McGregor on it, and they're going to be like, all right, let's, time, time for them to fight International Fight Week. But it turns out he's not fighting him. He's fighting out Drakkar close again. Anyways, let's make this all cobbled together Bro. if we wanted to. Bro. I made no sense just now. Yeah, absolutely no sense, but... In that, it made me think of something. 
I don't know if you heard. I feel like there must be dozens, but maybe I just have only seen like one or two. They, they, someone made a couple like remixes of the Who the Fuck is That Guy? Mm-hmm. They just like, there's like a techno baby like, Who the Fuck is That Guy? That should be Jeremy Stevens' walkout song. <laughs> they just lean into it. They're just walking out with the American flag. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I do love that idea. But anyways, guys, I can almost guarantee you that the fight is going to be reset for July. It's only two, almost two months away, so I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. No, I wish I wish Dracar a speedy recovery. Yeah, Honestly, me too. That, that sounds scary. It did that sound scary because initially I was like, oh, injury. Like, what happened? And then you hear his story, and he's like, my hand felt numb, I woke up with nausea, I was throwing up, I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, great. Well, th- I mean, it kind of sounds like, uh, that sounds like what Jeremy's um, uh, game plan should be for the fight. Just push him. Right? Yeah. That's what I do. All right, we went over the rules in the locker room. For some reason, Mark Goddard is the ref. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Even though it's not a main event, he's coming out and doing the expression. Obey my command at all times. Protect yourself at all times. Let's have a good, clean fight. Jeremy Stevens just shoves him. Touch gloves. Nope. Touch gloves if you want to. Just shoves. I win. <laughs> a hand right My God. Dude, off. all night we were I wish this was a video podcast because you could see all night, dude. We were like doing when the ref waves off a fight. You wave. They wave their arms. We kept on saying stupid stuff like it. Like, yeah, like the ref would just like step in the shit and then go, oh. Yeah, you wave it off the pod. just in case of shit. That's great. Oh. Anyway, speaking of that fight, uh, yeah, I want to say were. I want to say one other thing. <laughs> I said two things. That was all the first thing. Yeah, uh, you didn't know about the shit until last night, right? No, I knew about it. Oh, you did. I just didn't know who it was before that point. But I did. But I and you I, didn't know that she tweeted about it, right? Yeah, I did not know that she tweeted about it. No, because I showed him the tweet. I was like, bro, look, the date matches up. She tweets, oh. uh, at least I got it to go down like a warrior or something like that. Hashtag shit happens. Ha ha, I'll be back. And the whole time we were making our jokes, <laughs> like when she had the body track, I was like, oh, what's about to happen? I kept imagining it happening again. And she goes, goes hashtag shit happens again. <laughs> I feel so, man, she's really never going to let that down. Never going to let that and down, then, dude. And then she lost, like... Anyway, okay, well... Shout out to whoever on my tweet said they wanted Justine Kish to win. Yeah, well, <laughs> Their name good was job Kish. for uh, Tracy Cortez. Um, she did a great job, and yeah. uh, we'll see where she goes from here. I, I can't yeah, remember. she has nice talents. She does. Um, all right, on to the next fight. Um, uh, so, Ahasan just got overworked by Malkun? Malcoon? Oh, Malkun won? Yeah. Yeah, because um, wow, that's so weird. You, oh, I think, oh, you know what? I think we were so high yeah. and still laughing about the Justine Kish fight. Definitely that. No, and um, plus I was already maybe trying to watch the boxing that we just tuned this out. Now I'm remembering, but in my mind it was already a foregone conclusion that um, Al Hassan was going to win. So I'm looking at the results, surprised, like Jacob Malkoon won this no. fight. Um, so pretty much what happened was um, Malkoon was able to um. Just kind of put forward pressure on and stop Al Hassan's. Um, Are you making that up, or did that happen? No, no, it did happen. Um, that because uh, obviously it's his knockout power, and then after the second round, um, you just knew that Al Hassan wasn't going to win the fight. So as mm-hmm. I was watching it, um, uh, and my friend was saying that um, they need to cut Al Hassan, I guess because um, he had a couple of good wins, but every, I, I think he's 
uh, oh and three in the last last fights and everyone's building him up to be this like um, knockout power person, yeah but he hasn't done it in his last three fights apparently yeah um, i could be wrong about that but um but yeah it was a good um it was a good fight uh, o- yeah overall i thought it was a pretty good fight Speaking of good fights, the next fight... Dude, Andre Alaski versus Chase Sherman was um, a great fight. It was great, yeah. I, I liked... Um, you know what? I, I like when I, heavyweights actually have a good showing and I, they don't gas out. Oh, yeah, it was great. I, I mean, think they're a little tired, but they, it wasn't Yeah, like I think terrible. Chase Sherman should be... Uh, should start... Um, if they allow sponsorship, he should start being sponsored by Proactive. Um, for all of his back knee that he had. <laughs> he had a ton of back knee, dude. Yeah, and then also, like, in between rounds one and two, like... Uh, it went to a commercial break, and for some reason, like some of his back knee had like popped, popped <laughs> while he was sitting down on the. I don't know what's happening. Also, he just had these like pock marks, and like you could see like a little blood coming out. I'm like, yeah. how the fuck, dude? He's just too strong. <laughs> but also, um, he has a brow line. I mean, he really lives up to his name, Vanilla Gorilla, because of his brow line. Yeah. I mean, the way he looks, like his, the way he like has that mean mug looking over the brow line. It's it's very yeah and and uh, man Arlovsky just um, stayed chinny and just re- I mean and, and you know props to Chase as well for for kind of hanging in there because Arlovsky got a lot of good yeah. shots off on it. I was gonna say Chase is kind of chinny as well. Like, um, but but it's crazy, man. Arlovsky's so 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 much older, and I was telling Juice about this. Like, I think I picked uh, Chase Sherman to win. Um, but we deliberated on it for like five minutes. We were yeah, like, because, well, I because, don't know. Because in the Aspinall fight, um, I was talking, we were talking about that and how like he was doing really good up until the choke. Like, and even then the choke wasn't even that bad. It was just like Arlovsky knew that he was caught in the choke and just like tapped quickly. Yeah. He was like, well, I'm not getting out of this. Um, but last night, I mean, he was really putting, putting some work on, on, on chase. Um, on that back knee, he was punching him so hard that his back knee <laughs> popped. Because um, that's what you do. Dude, imagine that. Ima- imagine like getting worked so hard that your back knee just explodes. Yeah, he was probably pretty pissed about that. But he, he, uh, he also at the very end, he was very mad that Arlovsky wouldn't stand and bang, which yeah. who cares? Like, right? That's not his job. His job is to win, not to. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're trying to pull like a Max Holloway, but it definitely didn't look badass. Like, it wasn't like he tried to wrestle him. Like maybe he was clinching or whatever, but. You know, he still was was doing work. He was staying active. Yeah, he was circling him and and knocking <laughs> and and like punching it. It was good. It was Arlovsky did a really probably the best he's looked in a very long time, um, and he just keeps getting better. So yeah. Um, and then after this fight, Chase Sherman called his manager and he was like, "I want to get back knee in there." <laughs> that was a bad one. <laughs> that was maybe the worst pun I've ever made. Really yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you um, laughed. Okay, so the main event. Um, one of the best performances of Robert Whittaker's career. I agree. And um, consecutively, like yeah. round after round after round of consistent type of fighting. I yeah. mean, he really was piecing Kelvin up every single round. There wasn't a round where he wasn't yeah. being domin- dominant. Um, there was a couple times where Kelvin kind of caught him, and, and I would say that maybe like Robert kind of um well, backed I was... up a good amount. But like I said, when when Robert was pressing forward, I mean round yeah. one through five, like if you watch watch round two and round four, they're very similar, like him just pushing forward and moving. It was it was good, man. Robert Whitaker did a great job. And I was gonna say it, it was around like I would say the first three rounds, I was like, oh, 
Like you could look at Kelvin's face, pieced up. Rob's face, pretty clean. Yeah. And then somewhere in the middle of the fourth, I started to notice that Rob's face was like a little bloody. Where I was like, oh, like maybe if you just tuned in, you wouldn't know who's winning. But he just continued to not make make it worse. Obviously, he didn't, you know, get off too much more after that. And fucking dominant performance. And even like toward the end, like fifth round, Kelvin was obviously desperate. Like if you're losing the run that yeah. much. And, and like Rafael Cordero, his uh, coach is a great corner. And he was he was telling him to like get a finish, but he was telling him how to get a finish. Yeah. Which is like when um people are critical of James Cross's like cornering, it's like cause he doesn't actually tell him how, just like you need to fucking go knock this guy out. Like he was just like, Look, he's doing this, you just have to get inside. Like he was kind of just telling him what to do. And Rob was like, Yeah, but actually I'm gonna take you down. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. just took him down in the last like couple minutes of the round. I was like, dude, it's fucking over. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, he was, was out grappling him too. Like Kel- Kelvin always, always like prides himself on his wrestling too. And nope. Rob was like, "I'm actually going to take you down." Yeah, that was crazy. I mean, it was a good Robert Whitaker's great performance. Um, he did a really great job. I can't. Um, yeah, I mean, it, w- w- I mean, there's a question about it in the forum, but um, I mean, he's there's a reason why he's number one. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, good good night of fights, interesting night of fights, um, and like just to kind of bring it on home to. Uh, just like my opinion about everything. Um, so we started watching the the trailer. Yes, um, man. Uh, I mean, it's it was uh, like first of all, commentary team. Oh my god! Like I was. What like, an absolute shit show! Wow! Like everyone is just like not. It was insane, and some of it I was like, okay, some of this is funny. Like I was like, okay, yeah. but after like. 10 minutes of listening, I was like, this is really bad. Like, yeah. these guys should not be putting this on ever again. Um, 100%. Ever, ever again. And, and it's like, Snoop Dogg is so disrespectful. And I just don't understand why they, like, think that having that many people up there is a good idea. Like, I understand, like, when you have a three-man booth, some, some uh, commentators will tell you uh, it's a little bit challenging you know, some some of them prefer a two man booth. Yeah. Um, on the last Triller card, they had they start out with Mauro Ronello, who's the best, Izzy, who's also really good, yeah, and Sugar Ray Leonard. I want to say mm. maybe Sugar Ray Robinson. I don't know the difference because I'm not a boxing fan. Uh, don't fucking roast don't me. me. Yeah, uh, he was okay. Obviously, he's he's a great boxing mind, and as a commentator, I felt like he was a little bit whatever. But it was still three people, and they knew how to balance each other well. Yeah. Then for the main event, or maybe he was even in the co-main, they fucking brought in Snoop Dogg, and then I think someone else jumped in as well. And I was like, bro, what is this? For this one, and I don't know when because we weren't watching the whole thing, but we watched the last two, and motherfucking Pete Davidson was up there. Oscar De La Hoya was up there looking yeah, like death warmed yeah, over. Yeah, apparently, like, uh, Oscar De La Hoya was just on crack, apparently. Like, yeah. just... Just with all of his his takes and like yeah, just his there's excitement. no more crack in Atlanta because Oscar De La Hoya swooped in and bought it all. Yeah, it was insane. So I'm and glad then, that he's like cleaning up the streets. And then, dude, okay, hey man, Jake Paul, don't cry when you win like that. Oh my god, dude, that was so embarrassing for him. He knocks out Ben Askren, and then he's like, like, yeah, and then starts crying, dude. Not, not like, not not in like a. A spectacular fashion, just in a in a 
Knocked down. Ben Askren gets up. Maybe like five seconds after, probably less than that, and then like I don't know. It it was just a yeah. big old shit show. It was a big old shit show. Just a big old shit show. <laughs> but to wrap up, do you have any final thoughts on on either of those cards? Even though we didn't really cover Triller, but um, the the Bieber concert was weird, dude. Or so not concert, I mean, but I mean like they have these musical things and like i kind of like when i was watching the the jones uh junior tyson fight so some of it kind of broke up the monotony and I'm, i remember like wiz khalifa was one of the first ones of the main card and he's sitting there like smoking a blunt i'm like fuck yeah wiz khalifa dude yeah and, but then snoop what, snoop was the last one for that one he went way too long i was like okay bro a half hour set yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, and this is with Bieber too. And my man was embarrassing white people everywhere with those dance moves. Usually yeah. usually Bieber can dance, but he was just like, I'm gonna be the whitest guy of all time. You you're honestly, Trilla, your best your better bet would be to Good, better, best. Never stop to rest. Never. Until the good is better and the and better best. best. Yeah. Whoever said that, I don't know, but here we are. Um also. Man, that's really killing juice right now. That's great. Um <laughs> I will say your best bet Triller's yeah, best tr- Triller's best bet is switch to switch to Triller's own um uh mixed martial arts. Oh. Don't do boxing. Your your better your better bet, your actual best bet for the type of people that are sitting in the audience, your best bet is to switch to make your own MMA league. I literally thought you were going to say Triller's best bet should just be to just Quit. <laughs> just don't do any Stop. more shows. I'm just saying that if you're gonna if if you're gonna mm. do that, your best bet is to switch to MMA. Boxing is, is at the very know. least, like I said, with boxing, like I don't know, man, that was a weird knockdown. It was so strange, and like you know, boxing already is already, um, you know, encompassed in this idea that you know fake fights happen all the time and triller is certainly like not helping with the idea like the spectacle of the whole thing is yeah it's just too it's way too far um there's like a balance that needs to be done um and like i wouldn't mind a mixed card like some boxing yeah, some mma yeah that's fine yeah that would that would also be fine but i think they need to implement mma into that to make people kind of what like if if um one of the other like, like pfl or any of the other leagues would like to like maybe do like a joint uh, yeah, promotion with them that would probably be a good thing for Triller because I think because you know it's weird we talked about this a long time ago but when um, Connor and um, Ch- and Chad Mendes oh. fought oh yeah um, like you know uh, Connor had Sinead and then um, Chad Lewis had that weird fat guy from a stained, stained Aaron, Lewis. Uh, Aaron Lewis fat fat Aaron Lewis um, whatever his name is anyway <laughs> uh, weird guy anyway. Um, and Sinead was way, like way, way better. way better and cooler. Like it was like so awesome to see that with the fog <clears throat> and like, oh, misty eyed on the mountain. It was, so, it was so cool. I mean that, but that it's I remember, I, I remember watching that and being like, um, oh, like the UFC could do this again for like a big, big fight, and it's never, never happened. happened again. So with that being said, um, I think they should bring something like that back for like maybe like one or two cards. Uh, a year, um, yeah. Like very very special cards where they have kind of a person perform. Anyone like I don't know maybe cards that have fans at them like yeah, this like, next ones that are coming up. Yeah, that and also like just make sure that anyone but Aaron Lewis performs because we don't need that type of negative energy in our lives, dude. Right, dude. 
I've always thought about that because apparently, like, that was Chad Mendes' walkout song, The Country Boy or whatever. And he was like, oh, it'd be cool if we get him. And then he was like, well, yeah, I'm available, not doing anything yeah, else. I'm definitely not doing but anything. But if you remember, that was a short notice replacement. It was supposed to be Connor versus Jose Aldo. Yeah. Who was Jose Aldo going to get? Or or was that like. Manga Boys. <laughs> the Venga Boys. I can't with you. Everyone from Brazil chooses the Venga Boys. That's racism. It's it is racism, bro. Yeah, just it's honestly. Uh, who's the ref? The Japanese ref? Mario Yamasaki. Yamasaki drinks Sapporo. And every fighter from Brazil will walk out to Venga Boys. <laughs> Problem, both problematic statements. Yep. And here we are. And with that, on that note, know. let's segue into the forum. Perfect. Welcome back to the Friendly Sparring Podcast, and the forum starts now. We have almost exclusively, and by almost I mean 100%, 100% only voice questions, which actually, by the way, is preferred. Yeah. So that's awesome. Love that for us. And the first one comes from the homie, Natraj. Let's hear it. Hello, Jews. I knew Natraj here. So here's my question. Uh, What's your favorite movie from your childhood that you would like to be turned into a Broadway play? And also, what would be the dream cast for you to play the characters? Let me know. Have a good one, guys. Ciao. I love this fucking question, dude. It's it's amazing. I mean, it's it's such a good question. Juice, I think you look. By the looks of it, you have yours. So. I have mine, and and it's so funny too. Like, I at first I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be hard," and then after like thirty seconds of thinking, I was like, "Oh my god, this is it!" And I have mine, and I have to shout out Rhino again because one of the only reasons I even thought of this is like I was talking to Rhino on the phone yesterday, and this movie came up. It is the craft. Great, great and, answer. And if you haven't seen the craft. You have to. It's definitely like 90s. It is a 90s movie, but it holds up. Yeah. Like it, it is dated in some of the like the fashion for the 90s or just like the the fact that it even exists. Like it's a movie about like witches in high school, uh, but it's not like corny. It's dark. It's fucking intense. The acting is really good. And I was thinking about the cast too. The role of Nancy, which is Feyruza Balk's character, to me, it has to be still Feyruza. But, and he said Broadway play, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a musical, but in my mind it is. Yeah. And and and, and we we're talking, Lee and I were talking about this off camera, I mean off mic, um, also off camera. Yeah. There's no, <laughs> There's no camera here. So it's technically off camera. Technically everything is off camera. Our whole lives are off camera. Yeah. Uh, they made Beetlejuice the musical. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys know that. They made a musical about Beetlejuice. And it did well. Yeah, really well. It, it was successful. Um, so, 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 
I, I think I think that role still has to be Feruza. She's somehow ageless. Like she looks basically the same. Yeah. Um, and, and I think she could do a great job. And on the off chance that she uh, can't sing, and it is a musical, and it and there's no way like because even in my mind she could do like some like speak singing like kind of spoken word yeah, oh yeah. uh you know kind of like chanting or whatever with some of the like spells they do or whatever but even if, so if if frims like she's not available um because I, I guess she doesn't want to do like a lot of lead roles anymore she don't want to do more indie stuff and things like that which i don't know if this would qualify but um kristen uh, miliati who was the mother in how i met your mother ah uh, yes also done a lot of broadway uh, ah, she was yes. in. She was in Once the Musical. Um, I talked about her when actually Rhino a- uh, asked who would who would play Roxy in a musical about Roxy. I'm pretty sure that's um, what the question was. Um, but it had. She's like the only one that I could see stepping in to to play that role. Um, and even like she hasn't really played a role like that, but she has kind of the look, and you could see from some of the stuff she's done that she has the range, dude. She definitely has the range. So that's one doesn't of your, have the right. Yeah, but that's okay. She, yeah. I mean, one of the yeah. one of the dream casting that he has. Yeah. I do love that idea. That does sound good. Uh, at least that's that's one character. One character. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm not done yet. Okay, I can't wait. Bonnie, who was I think Robin Tully was the actress. The name of her, whatever the name was. Um, that should be <clears throat> Cassie Levy. And uh, for those of you who don't know her credits, uh, listen to my episode on hair from Breaking the Fourth Wall. Because she played in Hair, and she also fucking played the Elsa, I think, in the um, the Frozen musical that they made on Broadway. <clears throat> She's got an amazing voice. She's got that star potential. Actually, kind of looks similar. Um, Nev Campbell's role uh, that I'm having a little bit of trouble with. Um, unless that was Bonnie, maybe I'm thinking. I think that's Bonnie. And I think never. I, th- I think Robin Tully's character was named Sarah. I want to say, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I meant the 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 Sarah role or whatever the the Robin role for what I was talking about. Cassie, um, Jen Colella probably what I would want to see as as Nev Campbell's character. But even even that seems like she's maybe a little old. I don't know what I would do with her. I don't know. But Rochelle will be played by Sasha Allen. Also. Talked about her in my episode on hair and breaking the fourth wall. She's fucking incredible, and she's done like pop stuff, so people people should know her anyway. But she's done Broadway too. That's the fucking one, dude. And that's it. I like. That and a you lot. would have it directed by Julie Taymor. I like that a lot. I think that's a good one for me. You know, I ju- I literally just hit me like a ton of bricks just now. You know, a movie I liked as a kid a lot, and I think would do really well as a Broadway. Actually, now you, I was thinking play. I was like thinking of like a play, but as a Broadway musical would be. Um, Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser. The Brendan Fraser and Alicia Silverstone. Would be such a great, fun musical to write. Yeah. Um, have the people that wrote um, The Wedding Singer write uh, the music for Blast from the Past, I think would be a really fun um, thing. Now, the only problem is I'm not really up to date with Broadway stars, especially people who can fucking sing. But um, Taryn from uh, Edgerton, um, I think. Oh, yeah, name. Taryn Edgerton. It's, it's not Edgerton. It's, uh, I don't know. Egerton. Uh, Egerton, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, because Joel Edgerton, but yeah, yeah Taryn Egerton. He can sing I mean, really well. Amazingly, so I think he'd be great as, as uh, Brandon Fraser's character. And then um, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, uh, John Malkovich as the uh, as his love interest would be even better. <laughs> it's so disrespectful. 
disrespectful, dude. Um, but John Malkovich as the Alicia Silverstone character would be probably the best thing we could do. Could you imagine him? Being, no. Could you imagine? Could you imagine him just? just just blowing right on his knee. Hi, I'm like, John Malkovich. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, what do you mean you don't remember who you are? <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, my God, dude. So, and I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, Dave Foley would be his character again. Dave Foley again. <laughs> yeah, Dave. And I'm trying to think of who would be a really, really good um, dad, like a Christopher Walken. and uh, Christopher Walken? Yeah, just Christopher Walken yeah. again. Yeah. Basically, they're all the same cast. Yeah, but just change for... ju- Actually, you know what? Just bring back Brendan Yeah, Frazier. bring back Brendan Fraser, yeah, too. And just switch out. He's just so stoked with John Malkovich. And you guys got yourself a Broadway hit. Oh, I love it, dude. Um, Let's call up fucking but, Broadway right now. In all seriousness, I couldn't cast it, but the storyline for, uh, for Blast from the Past would make a really great Yeah, musical. regardless of the cast, yeah. I think it's a great musical, too. Yeah, cool. All right, well, that was a great question. I'm happy fucking that you asked loved that. it. Um, and we're going to go on to our next question. From the homie Kairos. Let's get it. What's up, Juice? What's up, Leo? Simple question. I want a simple answer. We're getting disrespectful today. Who is the most beatable champion right now? Thank you so much. Have a great day. I love that he always answers questions. Have a great day. I love it. You do it. You too, Kairos. And anyone listening, have a great day. Absolutely. You know what? Good question. Good. I see you pulling up the rankings good right now. And very good disrespectful questions. Yes, you like that. Yeah, we don't mind disrespectful questions as long as you're not disrespecting uh, anyone that we a- like. Anyone that we like. Yeah. Which is which is obviously super biased and selective, but whatever. I can't believe you're pulling this up. It's Aljo. It is Aljo. Like, there's no question in my mind. Not only. Yeah. Not only is it contested as to whether or not he's a legitimate champion, like to shout out Kairos, by the way, um, who's featured on the on the Shots Fire Pod, one of the, one of the co-hosts of the Shots Fire Pod. They were on there talking about him. I think it was about the Venom deal because how they chose uh, Kay Hansen, Brian Ortega, and Aljo to be like the face. He's like, you want to talk about undisputed? His whole shit is disputed. And I was like, right. yeah, Kairos, dude. Yeah. He's literally the most disputed champion. And and. Before the before that fight with Jan, I rated Aljo's skills pretty highly, but he just got fucking absolutely dog walked and and hit with that knee and 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 yeah, actually you're absolutely right. There, there is no one. Else There's no other champion where like every, every upcoming title fight that I can think about, it's like close. Well, I would say it's not close for Kamaru versus Jorge, but I mean even but it's it's still like he's it's still like an and still moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, whoever. Yeah, whoever. Um, Any Al- other Al- champion? Like, yeah, whoever Aljo's fighting next, the odds will be a lot closer than a lo- any of the other champions that are going to be fighting next. Yeah, like Aljo's about to be the underdog in his next fight. Dude. It's very, very possible. That can <laughs> like a three to one underdog. <laughs> any not. anything less than that would be disrespectful to to Jan or or to whoever he fights. Fight, yeah, like fucking the winner of Dillashaw Sanhagen will sleep him too. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he already beat Sanhagen, so it's wild for me to say that. But look what fucking happened. Yeah. And look at uh, Sanhagen's next two fights. He didn't sit on that. He didn't sit there and go, "Well, I guess I'm just a guy that loses to Aljo now." Yeah. No, he fucking knocked out uh, Morais and yeah, knocked, knocked out, out Frank Yeager. Yeah. 
both in devastating fashion. Yeah. There's no way yeah, there, yeah, Aljo doesn't lose his next fight. Yeah, there isn't anyone else. There isn't anyone else that I can think of that, like, whenever you put the odds against them. Yeah. No, yeah, it's definitely Aljo. You're absolutely right about that. They're, they're going to they're gonna get into a some sort of clinch situation. Aljo's going to try and go for a takedown, and he's going to get hit with a knee. And right before the knee lands, he's going to be like, oh, match should be optional. Aljo. <laughs> um, that's good. I'm happy that his political stance comes out. Of yeah. Time. Or just like yeah. a people dying stance. It's great. Yeah, just a people dying stance. Um, all right. Great question. Thank you, Kairos. That Thank you, great, Kairos. Very, very good question. Um, so shout out to Kairos. Check out his YouTube channel as, as well, Kairos MMA. He does some great TikTok videos as well. Oh, I hope that uh, can be monetized one day. I mean, some TikTok people can, but I'm just saying. T- I don't know if TikTok MMA is like a big, big thing. Let's um let's play some of these voicemails. We got a great one. Juice Leo, it is your friend Phil the MMA dude. Loving the show. Keep up the great work. Here's my question for you. Robert Whitaker had an amazing, amazing victory against Kelvin Gastelum. But I'm still seeing people say make Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori, uh, and, you know, I'm just kind of blown away by that. You know, Whitaker, in my opinion, should have gotten a, a title rematch after the Cannoneer win. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, I mean, I, I see both sides of the argument. You know, Vittori also, you know, Vittori, uh, you know, almost beat Israel. But I, I just think it's a little crazy. What do you guys think? Uh, does Whitaker deserve his rematch? I think he does. But I, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Keep up the great work, guys. Peace. I would love to know where those people are. Yeah. I have the, first of all, I want to find them and slap them. Secondly, I haven't seen them. I haven't seen any of that on the timeline, dude. You're following the wrong people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thanks, but yeah, I would say, yeah. Shout out to Phil, the co-host of the Split Decision podcast. My man puts out amazing content um, with Fight Geek. So for me, uh, there's no question. Rob, Rob, 100%. There does not need another. Yeah. We don't need a title eliminator, first of all. Um, zero of that needed. It's not. It's not like he like Marvin Vittori did work on um on Holland. Like it's not like he spectacular. He had five rounds it. to put him away right. on, on short notice. Which, Couldn't do it. Which is funny to say conceptually the idea like because Rob didn't put away Kelvin, but the sh- the showmanship. Like I said, the fight was bet- last night's fight was five rounds, right. but it was a better fight than the Vittori Holland fight. Yeah, like. Un, unapologetically, I'm saying that because it, that's the case. So Rob showed his skills. Marvin Vittori walked around in the like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. walked around in the in the octagon for five rounds. Like it yeah. didn't feel com- as competitive as this last fight. So there's no way that was a complete performance. Yeah, he he shut down the striking. He shut down the wrestling. He shut down the jujitsu. Yeah, there's nothing about Kelvin that proposed any threats. Mm-hmm. And, and and to say that, that that Marvin needs to, I mean Marvin needs another win, but to say that Rob does, to say that oh they should do a talent, yeah. fuck you, no, he's certain, he's no do Vittori versus Brunson on the same card like we said, Rob. By, by the way, just like Phil said, he deserved a rematch after the Cannoneer win, dude. Yeah, uh, or I, I can't remember if it was Cannoneer or, or the Till fight was first. It was, it was for me, it was after winning two. Uh, it was after winning two, but 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 even after one, it was still like, well, maybe he should yeah. get a rematch. Like yeah. for me, I I just have to say like absolutely not. Rob gets a title shot, 100%. and and that's it. Like we already said last week, like if he beats him, like there's no fucking way he's not getting a title shot. Yeah, 
Absolutely, hundred percent. But a great question. I mean, yeah. I'm happy that you're asking us. Yeah, so we can opinion. go off on these fucking but, losers. But everybody knows, you know, it's three in a row at this point for Rod. There's not a question. And last and night, he he stayed number one, dude. And last night showed the the skill that he has to, you know, be the the toughest. Uh, you know, opponent for Izzy again. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, as an Izzy fan, I'm nervous. Yeah, he can rise back up again. So let's just let's just see what happens. Um, yeah, so let's uh, yeah. let's go on to our next voice question. Um, this is from Seth. Now, now disclosure about this one. This should have come last week, and I missed it because there was questions from like all over the place, and uh, his was the only voicemail, so it kind of threw me off. Um, but. It was talking about one of the fights that just happened, and I think the analysis was actually spot on. And so I wanted I wanted to play it because the rest of the the stuff is as well. So let's hear it. It's from Seth. Hey, Julio, baby, it's MMA Catfish. Well, looking at the card ahead, uh, I am a massive Andre Arlovsky fan. But he's fighting Chase Sherman, who's 15 and 6. Man, I don't know. I feel like Chase should be young enough and fast enough to spark Arlovsky and get the KO win. Arlovsky does have that outside chance of being able to, like, you know, basically drag this out into the experienced fighter's three round horrible heavyweight fight win. And that wouldn't really make me happy. Maybe less sad than a KO, but not happy. I don't know. What do you think about this? I love Arlovsky's story. Up and down. He looked like he was super chinny. Then he gets his jaw broken by Rumble, and he came back from that looking actually less chinny, which is weird. And people rarely get their chin back, especially at heavyweight. So, great story. But, man, I think at this point I'd love to see him you know, maybe move into a coaching role or something. I just don't know. I always find it interesting. He doesn't look like he's that big until you see him in the cage and realize that he just, like, towers over the side of the cage. He's actually a rather large man. Secondary question, when you look at this card, man, a lot of these matchups are not very well balanced. 28 and 18 Stevens versus 11 and 2 Dakar Close. Uh... 23 and 5 Whitaker versus 17 and 6 Gaslin. That was closer. Arlovsky, 30 and 20, 15 and 6 for Sherman. Um, a 10 and 3 Alassan, uh, Hassan versus a 4 and 1 guy who I don't even fucking know. Luis Pena's guy with Munoz is a pretty even 6 and 3 and 6 and 1. And Ramos and Alego is definitely really close as far as their records. I'd say a lot of these are kind of out of balance, especially when we go on and on and on about how amazing the UFC is and how it's so high level. And in some ways, it's starting to look more like some Bella shit can matchups. I don't know. What do you think? Love you. Oh, an FMP. <laughs> Classic. Uh, great, great question. Great question. And, and, and I mean, look, the Arlovsky fight wasn't. Uh, a boring heavyweight fight, in my opinion, one of those three-round horrible fights. But what he did say happened, it was like he used his experience to uh, get get the win and, and outpoint him and 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 just outsmart him. 
Yeah, and, and, and in retrospect, it's so funny because, you know, you were saying that, uh, you know, it's going to be a boring, horrible, like, three-round fight, but it actually wasn't. It, it yeah. was actually very competitive, um, and Arlovsky just showed that he was a better fighter at that point, but... Um, yeah, who, I mean, now it's like who's going to be next for right. him? Like that's that that is a that is a very interesting question because he's looking back. I mean, like I said, the Aspinall was, was honestly it was like a caught me slipping moment. Uh, right. Actually, I don't know. Aspinall did a pretty good job putting Arlovsky away, but I just mean that um, who knows what's going to be next for him? So I, I I don't think he should step away just yet um, because he still looked pretty good. Um, but I, but if he were to step away, I think a, a coaching would be great for him. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's another reason why I wanted to still play this question um, because I would love to see him. And I hadn't even thought about that until he said that. Like I, I've always been kind of wondering, like, oh, when's Andre going to retire? But yeah, dude, he absolutely has like experience and uh, just like a wealth of knowledge to offer. So I think he I think he would make a good coach, and uh, I, I think he should stay around the MMA game. Dude, like regardless of how he looked, he's taken so much damage yeah. in his career, and you just don't make make it out on the other side of that okay. So I think he should go out on a win and and retire. Honestly, like I I, I hate to say that, and, and he's one of those guys that's going to have to be forced out because yeah. he already went. I think I think he went on like a four fight skid not not too long ago. Yeah. Um. So I I think I think the time is coming for him soon to to retire. Yeah, let's hope it's a big win. Um, let's hope the next the, the next one is a big war, and he can kind of make his announcement from that. But um, just yeah. announce it now. Well, uh, yeah, you're, gonna, you're, you're actually you're right. I know we always want that finality of knowing beforehand, like this is going to be my last yeah, fight. But bro, yeah. sometimes you don't get that, and I, yeah. I think he should just take it. You know, or maybe he wants to wait until there's fans. You know, now he's training in Florida at yeah, ATT, and enough. I don't know. You're right. And um, as as far as your second question goes. Um, you know, I mean, it's so tough, man. MMA is <sighs> the records are so weird to kind of say like, oh, these people are, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't really anything can happen yeah. in a fight. So, well, yeah, I mean, one of the ones he mentioned, uh, Jacob Malkoon versus Al Hassan. Yeah. Even I was like, Malkoon won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, anything could because I was high, but that's true. Um, and then, yeah. and then also like you know Jeremy Stevens got the W so um, <laughs> um, I don't know it's just one of those things like where the matchups are are moving forward with the way that how competitive MMA is yeah. becoming more so now you're gonna see a lot less people with those cleaner records or lower numbers yeah. on the losing side because of the fact that you just have a lot of beasts in in all parts of the like they run into a person these quote unquote the gatekeepers yeah. are being good gatekeepers they're right. amazing gatekeepers and that's the problem it was like i know they're just thinking like i'm a, uh, you know there's these fighters that that are getting the gatekeepers are getting younger um and the people that are coming up against them are still getting stopped and and i mean Look at uh, everyone wants to talk about Wonder Boy now that he's finally fighting International Fight Week against Gilbert Burns. It's great, but even so, like you know, Luke was supposed to be you know like oh like if he gets through him, and that didn't happen. Shut him and down. Like, and like Luke has got so much more to grow. So I I don't know. I just have a feeling that those those numbers are going to start to as as the UFC is continuing to grow, we're just going to see uh, actually a, a lot of lopsided. Yeah. Um, uh, records uh, yeah. that are going up against each other because 
uh, it's just going to make an interesting stylized fights, and and that's that's good. I, I think to be yeah. honest with you, and and it brings up a point. Like in in your your speech there, it had me thinking about um, how I was uh, listening to this podcast um, called Southpaw with with Sam, and um, he was recently on uh, Fernandez podcast, Best Camp of My Life. That's how I found him, and he had a, a great interview with Dan Tom, who's an analyst for MMA Junkie, and they were just talking about martial arts and his approach to to MMA analysis. And they're saying, like, how do you weigh, like, what camp a fighter trains at? Like, the fact that Derek Brunson trained at, started training at Sanford MMA a couple fights ago uh, was 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 notable to, to have him having the skills to sort of beat um, Kevin Holland. And it was like, yeah, no, like, that, that should have been weighed more heavily. And, and I didn't even think about it. And then they started talking about, dude, it was a great conversation. But, but one of the things that I was thinking about with that Al-Hassan versus Jacob Malkoon, Jacob Malkoon is Robert Whitaker's training partner one of his main training partners that and they train together um so that that to me weighs weighs pretty heavily too so it, it's interesting and, and i know like the commission isn't necessarily look at that when they're sanctioning um but dude it's 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 insane uh, yeah I, I, like i said it, it's just one of those things that where one more from Zach. oh we do okay um yeah i don't know oh that's right yeah um it's just one of those things that like We'll we'll see. I've already I've kind of already made my case about the idea that that there's going to be way more lopsided stuff as we yeah. Do. It's just it's just the way it's going to be. It's not it's not going to be cans anymore. It's just going to be these people that um, I mean, with the exception of like people like Greg Hardy, which I think he's got a new matchup. I don't know who. I think mm. it's someone that's going to beat him. Yeah, um, and I can't remember. Well, we always think it's going to be someone that's going to yeah. beat him that they should be. Well, he he beat uh, he got he lost to Tybura. Oh yeah, that's right. There's another good one. Oh, uh, I think it's a uh, tie. Nope. Oh, oh I think it is yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I remember that. Yes, good, dude. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Let's. Uh, and actually, I have another one from a Seth. reason why I saved this uh, for the end. I realized uh, because it's so funny, especially with what happened. Yeah. And can't click. Okay, there we go. God damn it, fucking juice. I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm too busy with life to be fucking on Twitter making a goddamn giant thread. But I can't believe you're out here talking shit on Kelvin Gastelum and not fucking supporting him just because you're a mad fucking Izzy Stan. And I'm going to this fucking talent as I need to fucking yell at you without going on Twitter and being distracted by shit. And I'm going to fucking hear <laughs> first of all i, I want to play it because i deserve that for forgetting his question last week <laughs> right but also <laughs> hey man but also look and, and and it's not just and honestly I, I was saying that because of i was talking about whether or not Ke- kelvin gasolum deserved uh, a, a, a rematch you don't go oh and two and then go one and two and, and get a Tosh off that one win. Like that to me is, is insane. But, like actual insanity. And also let's just come on. Let's just talk about this really quick. Hey let's, man, look what happened. He had five, five rounds. Yeah. To prove it. And he didn't. And he didn't. And so that's it, dude. Also, <laughs> is he's great. Yeah, dude. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, we don't like killing. I mean, I'm not a fan of Kelvin Gasol. Yeah. 
But at the same time, we just saw him fight five rounds. Guess what? Lost. Yeah. Guess what? Lost. Lost. He lost. Lost big time. Yeah. Big time loss. Big show. Worst loss of his career. Showed up on the, he should retire the, now. Yeah, showed up on the big stage. <laughs> couldn't perform. He got performance anxiety? Yeah. Lost it. Lost it. So look, we're not showing any more hate to Couldn't him get it up. We could, yeah, exactly. Then we, anyone else? He definitely needs extends. Remember those commercials? Yeah, dude, guy? extends. Yeah, he definitely needs those. Uh, although it wouldn't matter because well, he still lose. But anyway, um, <laughs> with that being said, no. I, yeah, man, I'm sorry. It's just so funny. He lost last the, five whole rounds that he could have played. I know. He would have been way better than Robin. Nope. He didn't. So I understand not. your rage. <laughs> but it's kind of more fueled by the fact that he lost. So yeah, that's it. Don't be mad that he lost, but he lost. Um, okay, so that um, wraps up the forum. Uh, thank you guys for all sending all your voice questions in. We are very uh, happy to answer them every time we do. Okay, so didn't just say we we actually just got another one from Seth. Came in right at the buzzer, dude. And you know, I always play the questions that come in late uh, as long as there's time. And because he's been such a loyal supporter of the show, giving him three. Giving him three. So here we go. Here we go. Hey, Julio, baby. It's MMA Catfish. So, yeah. MMA kind of sucks. But <laughs> good on Bobby Knuckles. Okay. Uh, and shitty boxing kind of sucks. <laughs> but, I mean, they got paid a heck of a lot more than MMA fighters. So, you know. I don't know that we should really be talking too much yet. Anyhow, my question for you is, how exactly did you first bring up pegging to the first person who took your cherry? Thank you very much. FMP. <laughs> Dude, we didn't even preview this. That's great. It's great. It's a great question. Uh, it's very simple. It was on TV. I was like, let's try that. That's it. There's no, there's no elaborate story, and it's not my business is to, to delve more into that. Into what? Pegging. Oh, yeah. How it was brought up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it just happened. We just talked about it, and here we are. I mean, here we like are. Pegging podcast. We might be changing our name. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> friendly sparring to friendly pegging. Yeah. Friendly. <laughs> Can you imagine? And just just for the record, we've never pegged each other. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, none of that stuff. Yeah. I tried once to make out with Leo at a bar, and he was not with it. I was not with it at that time. Um, but later in the evening, Wait, are we you saying there's a chance? There's a chance. <laughs> um, hey, man. <laughs> I feel so okay. So remember, I was like, oh, "Should we, we got, tell that story?" Actually, I just, I just said I was. I tried to get you to make out with me, and it makes me sound like something weird happened. It, it it wasn't that weird. Pretty much, what happened was there was we were. It was at, my twenty first birthday. Yeah, we, and for my twenty first birthday, I wanted to go bar hopping. I was like, I'm going to hit up as many of these Hollywood bars that I keep seeing because we were living in Hollywood at the time, and I was always past these bars. I'm like, dude, I got to fucking go. And we made our final stop uh, at this bar called Dylan's, which then got. Bought and then they changed the name to 33 Taps, yeah. which was so fucking lazy because D Dylan's was a bar that had a lot of beer on tap yeah. and they had 33 Taps. Exactly. And I was just like, oh, really? They did that? Um, and then I actually think it closed. <laughs> like, I don't yes, think it's did. even 33 Taps anymore. It did, yes. um, 
But so by that time, I had gone to like four different bars. I was trashed. Yes, he was. Dude, I was so and but but when you're trashed in your early twenties, you can still like. Dude, if I got that drunk now, I'd be blackout and and maybe just like puking in the corner. Like, honestly, like I drank so much. Yes. Uh, And Leo, you were sober, right? Like you just caught off of work. You were working late, but you joined us because you're a good friend. Some of our other friends did not. Um, And we were there was a bachelorette party. Yeah, there was a bachelorette party. And. There was these there was these girls. I, I think I singled out the only single one and we just started making out. I was just like, I was like, I think I was like, ladies, what's the rules on birthday kisses? And this ginger just like grabbed me. We just started making out. And then dude, um, we found out that I think two of the girls were, I don't know. Somehow it came up with the question. I was like, you guys should start making out. Yeah. And then they were like, only if, you, you two, two. and I looked at Leo and I, I just sort of like made a face like, eh? uh-huh. and he was like, absolutely not. Also, more importantly, be, here's why. Okay. Wouldn't I rather just kiss them? Like, what the heck? I'm not going to like, <laughs> that's great. I'm happy that Jesus is getting that. But like, why would I want to watch two girls making out when I could just make out with one of them? Like, that's what I would rather do as opposed to being like, well, but just, that wasn't even on the table for you, bro. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> switched everything up dog we could have switched it we could have changed the whole audible we could have done the whole thing run a hot ran a hot route you know what I mean? hot route? What, are you crazy you're like yeah well. i was like no i'm not gonna kiss you so i can watch other people kiss <laughs> well, like, you put it that way yeah makes me look stupid but i was drunk it was also his 21st so he was like, it was 21st yeah dude and dude i got shut down hard at the yeah. bar before this you weren't there, oh. I'm pretty sure, but it was at this bar called was it wasn't it called Three Kings, uh, or Kings and Queens? Mm. It was Pete Wentz's bar. If anyone oh, remembers okay. what oh, that yes, was, I think it was Kings and Queens. Yeah, yeah, Kings and Queens. It was on like Hollywood and Las Palmas. Amazing rock bar, by the way. Like I at that time, I was like, oh, Pete Wentz, kind of a douchebag. Even though I, I like follow Bob, but Pete Wentz, kind of a douchebag. Yeah. But I was like, dude, he got this amazing bar, and they would play live music, and it was just an amazing rock bar. And there were these there were these two girls there. And I was I was hit on both of them pretty hard, and they were flooding back too. And then they were like, "How?" There I was like, "Ladies, this is my twenty first birthday." And they're like, "You're just twenty one." And they were like, "You're a baby." And I was like, "Well, how old are you?" And she goes, twenty six. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, come on, dude. Uh, just let your inhibitions go, lady." Right? Who cares? I didn't show up saying I'm fucking eighteen, like just turned eighteen, like oh, I'm barely legal. I'm like, hey, I'm twenty one. Doesn't even show up with a. Fucking rattle in his hand and a gun. Right? Best of fire. I felt like I was like, goo goo gaga. Look, I got a fucking zozage in this band that's ready for you, okay? It's not like I showed up and said, I made a stinky. Yeah. But literally, I'm, I'm like flirting with these girls, and they're like, "Oh, you're a baby." And the one was on my lap, dude. I remember this. We were sitting in this like lounge area, and she was like flirting with me. She's like, "I can. You're a baby." And I was like, "You can." I was like, "You can." You can. You're a grown woman. You're a grown woman. I'm a grown man. Yeah, grow me up. Grow me up. <laughs> grow me up, girl. I still think about that, dude. That was the, she's the one that got away. Yeah, she she definitely Not, wasn't. Was, she definitely wasn't. <laughs> 
They're all the one that got away. Anytime I have even like a minor encounter, that could have been something. They're all the ones. That's the one that got away. Yeah, that concludes the forum. And that, well, we never, I mean, there wasn't even an almost, but yeah, it was well, just like he, where he, I... He did lean in a little bit, but anyways, uh, he was waiting. <laughs> I think it. you're remembering it wrong, yeah, but anyways. I was definitely the sober one, so <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, so yeah, that concludes our forum. Thank you for that uh, mm. That last question. Yes. Um, pegging will always be forever in this um, podcast. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. And, and? we're bringing it back. Fight picks, guys. Yes, we dude. Them. We got an amazing pay-per-view this week. Great choices. We're going to start off hot. I'm going to go with my first choice. To start off the main card, I mean, talk about a banger. Let's hope so. Anthony Smith versus Jimmy the Brute. Brute. It's a great name. Honestly, I want Anthony Smith to win, but I think I'm going to go with Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy Crute. I'm going Jimmy Crute as well. Yeah, but... He's he's the younger guy. He's explosive. He just put on an amazing performance last time. I, did, I think he knocked out the Bukakis guy. Yeah, he definitely knocked out Bukaki. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he definitely put Bukaki on yeah, on, on Bukakis. Yeah. Um. So I definitely got Jimmy Crute for that. Um. Not to you know not knocking Anthony Smith. You should make just, a note so uh, we know who oh, yeah, remember right. our pick. So yeah. we got to remember so, our pick. Yeah. So so uh, for for you, this is you will use two sixty one. Or 262. I think it's 261. Yeah, Yeah, 261. Opening with the main card, Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Crute. And he dropped the brew, which is, I think it's so dumb. Because now, when everyone says his name, dude, they're like, give me the Crute. Give me the Crute. And I'm like, it's just his name. (laughs) Right. But yeah, dude, we both got Jim Crute. And uh, to, to support the Australian homies... I love I do I love when an Australian is fighting an American that I'm like eh. I used to be a big Anthony Smith fan but sometimes dude he's wildin'. Yeah. All right, well on to the next fight. This one's pretty tough. Um my hope Did you know they fought already? By they the way. We win. In in Ring of Combat before the UFC. Oh wow. So it, yeah, we're talking about the next matchup is Uriah Hall versus uh Chris Weidman and um Chris Weidman and and Uriah were up and comers. I think I think Weidman was like three and zero at that point, and he beat Uriah Hall to win the the Ring of Combat title, and that basically punched his ticket to the UFC. I have uh, I have Weidman. Uh ooh, I got Uriah Hall. All right, and, and I know and I I know he won, but their careers are they're on such a different path, dude. Absolutely. And and Weidman could still take him down and make it like a grinding wrestle fight, which would be problematic for Uriah. But honestly, he showed like I think it was like in the shoe face fight where he can. He can that's get out of those true. scrambles. Definitely, yeah. But I, I still, got, I still got Weidman. I think. No, I think I that's think good for you. I hate Weidman. Back, yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> but you also hate Luke Bumhold. So. I do. Yeah. I used to like Weidman. Um. All right. Well, on to the next. I mean, hmm. are you kidding me? Valentina Shevchenko, Jessica Andrade. Jessica Andrade. So, man, I mean, like it's weird. It, technically, the next two fights are very similar in style of like. Yeah, both of them being like both of the top um, technical, just great technical fighters, like amazing. just good, amazing fighters against these brute strengths that are coming for them. I think Shevchenko's going to get it done, but if Andrade can move through, um, and, she's got a hell of a chin. Yeah, and pressure and, eats shots. Yeah, and pressure like uh, Shevchenko, I think. It would be an interesting fight, but I just still think that Shevchenko's gonna gonna take it. 
I know, dude, we were talking about this matchup last night. Like, it feels dumb to pick it. Like, how, how anytime, like, anyone would pick against Khabib uh, or Judge Judge, just be like, this is the guy. And it, and I've been guilty of that many times. Don't get me wrong. Um, but with Valentina, it's like, oh, why? However, like, Andraji, she does feel like if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be her. At yeah. least in the current landscape of 125. Because she is a former champion. She she's climbed the hill. She's she's gotten the champion. Uh, cha- uh, she got the championship belt at um at one one fifteen. She's fought at one thirty five. Like, you kidding me? Like Valentina is not. She's not scared of Valentina. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing too, because a lot of these girls are mentally beaten before they step in the cage. Yep. So for me. I don't. I don't care if I'm wrong. I just hope I'm right. I'm picking on Draji just oh, on, just wow. on GP, uh, and just because I was also I was also talking to my my girl Chelsea uh, Diesel about this fight, and it was just like like dude, what if what if Andrade wins? Like what if wow, what's yeah. the how's the timeline gonna look like? Yeah, no, like do I pass out from excitement? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. Okay, well on to the next one. Um, Zhang Weili and Rose Namajunas. Um, I got Weili. Uh, mainly because um, better red than dead. <laughs> yeah. And for me, that's how I feel. Yeah. I oh, like yeah. communism. Because I said better red than dead. Yeah, can we just talk about this for a second, dude? Okay. Because literally, like, anyone who, who, who fucking knows about how the world works... <laughs> Heard Rose's comments and were like, wow, that's incredibly problematic. Mm-hmm. She's using Whaley as a scapegoat for her fucking, not even what she actually experienced, her family, just from what she saw from a movie, from a documentary. Yeah. And, and, and there are some people, dude, who was like, I don't understand why people are upset. Obviously, communism is bad. <laughs> anyway, dude. You use it to, to sum up yeah. one person doing it. Right. That's well, bad. yeah. D- j- like to say, like I hate communism isn't isn't a, a problematic stance, right? No, yeah. It's still probably like misguided. But but to say, oh, it's it's interesting that Whaley is red. They the 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 outlet that she was talking to that L L R T or whatever the fuck the Lithuanian outlet dude was like. Uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup? He's like, it's interesting that Whaley's red. <laughs> and even if, if you watch the video, the, the look on his face is like, oh my God. Even he, and so she's like, oh, with what I grew up with, with, with being Lithuanian, like even he was like, oh my God, she's doing this right now. Yeah. So obviously it is wrong. So obviously Juice is going to pick Rose Namajunas. <laughs> no! <laughs> But he is. No. Uh, no. And honestly, like, I was enjoying, I, I was having, like, some 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 vegan beef with my girl Pamela about this, like, for weeks. Like, she's been like, oh, Whaley is the is the way. And I was like, oh, dude, you know, it's, it's Rose, actually. And a, a small part of me would be happy if Rose wins just because, it, like, you know. Just because and, you hate communism. Right. And, and <laughs> stop. You said right. No. Oh. No. Because I, I thought you were going to say because I used to love her. Yeah, but, but like, I still like, hate communism. I I was talking to Leo about this. I was listening to Sam's interview on Fernando's podcast about um about this and he broke it down in a way that was just like just said some things I didn't even think about and and he was saying how like you know he's like people need to understand that you can be problematic and still advocate for mental health and still yeah. you know be champion for 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 good causes but but still have problems and I was like 
That's it. A hundred percent. That's it, dude. Yeah, you can be more than one thing, especially right. like to first of all, to put a whole entire country's concept, especially like someone who's literally a fighter, like to put a whole entire Right. And and Whaley has never that's the thing, is Whaley's never been political. Yeah, in any way, shape, or form. So that's the And then some people are like, Well, don't you think that she's being told what to say or that she can't speak out about it? Maybe, but but don't don't put that as a reason like, oh, well, if she could speak out about it, maybe she would like yeah, well, you know, I'm just saying that she should fight communism because right. she grew up in that. No, that's not gonna. Ha- but he, but even still, Whaley could could speak uh, in, in positive things about it, and she hasn't because. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. More importantly, who cares? Rose cares. Rose cares too much. Way too much. So for me, I'm gonna say it right now, guys. Better red than dead. I'm saying yeah. the reverse. Yeah. Guess what? We're flipping it on its ear. Because guess what? Don't matter. Guess what? Communism. Doesn't matter. It actually doesn't matter. Yeah. If I open my door and take a shit right outside of my door, and I said I took a communist shit outside, guess what? That happened. I don't actually care. Bro, what? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 Dog. Exactly. What I'm saying is you pick Rose Namajunas because you hate communism. I get it. No. On to the next fight. I pick Whaley. Okay, good. All right. Good. I didn't like it. I'm picking Whaley. No, you're, he's picking Whaley. You should be picking Whaley. She's strong. She's technical. She's got everything. Rose, I just don't think can can handle the technicality of it. Yeah. Uh, especially especially after what we saw um, Whaley doing against Joanna. Uh, Joanna. And that was, by the way, Whaley uh, on like a weird schedule, like she had to quarantine from the coronavirus yeah, yeah, yeah. and she, she couldn't, that was before the pandemic, but, but it was already hidden in China and they had to Florida Abu Dhabi. She was there yeah, for a week. She was there in yeah. Thailand for a while. Yeah, dude. She was all sort of out of sorts. And then she came in there and did what she did against Joanna. Yeah. I think that's it. You know what? I think we're going to about to create a new uh, mythical creature. Streamlined Wei Li. Yeah. Streamlined Wei Li is, is better than anyone else. You know, you yeah. got the, what is it? Um, Bald Ortega, C-Level uh, C- 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 Kane. Kane. Yeah. Motivated BJ Penn. Yep. Streamlined Wei Li. Pride Fedor. I'm making it right now. Streamlined Wei I don't care. I don't care if anyone doesn't follow it. This better pick up like Bobby Knuckles did because it went to the wrong fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Streamlined right. Wei Li. All right. Um, Do we even have to break down the main event? Like Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal 2. We saw the first fight. Uh, yeah, six days notice. But my man got fucking worked. Yeah, I got, I got, uh, I got Usman. There's no, there's no. Dude, dude, the fact, the, the, the fact that Jorge, in his interview with Ariel Hawane, sounded just like a Diaz brother, like where he's like, hm, couldn't finish me. I was like, oh, dude. Yeah. How about you go fucking pound sand? Yeah, yeah. I got, I got Kumaro. I just, I just think that, um, I don't think Jorge can get it done. No. I just, it just I don't doesn't. Think he will. Like I said, the he got, he really did get worked, and I understand. I understand six days, not, but come on, man. Like, I don't know. This whole idea of like, it's always be prepared. I mean, look what happened to freaking um, Drakkar Close. Yeah. <laughs> so if Kumar, if Kumar shoves Jorge on weigh-ins, guess what? The fight's off. Well, the fight's off. And Kumar and gets, still. And Kumar. And <laughs> <laughs> he's on the weigh-ins, he just shoves him. He's like, and still. And still forever. <laughs> just shoving him at the weigh-ins. Um, so that is... Or he stomps at his foot. That Dude, that's the move. They get up. Jorge gets in close. 
he foot stomps him and says, and still. And still, forever. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, oh my God, you guys. This is, a, this, dude, this is probably our best episode. Uh, it's definitely not, but uh, <laughs> but I'm very happy that what? we were able to do it in person. Yeah. Um, this has been really fun. It's been the best. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys for the next one. I can't, I can't wait uh, yeah. to, to see how that Night of Fights goes. Yeah. Because um, it's going to be good. Um, it is going to be a good freaking Night of Fights. Oh, my God. Um, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at LeoGH2113. You can also follow this guy. Um, you can follow me at Aaronish Jackson, but if I don't know you, I might not follow back because I don't like doing that. That's true. Um, I follow everyone that follows me. Yeah, which is good for you. Yeah, because I don't have cause... any fan bases, and I also <laughs> don't tweet ever. So you don't. Um, and you can follow the show at Friendly Spar Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle. Um, as far as anything else goes leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts. Yep. like don't even thinking about it like i see the analytics 50 percent of you listen on apple Podcasts, and we've got like five reviews um actually can you dude can you pull up see if we have any review new reviews because i said i would leave them but it doesn't like notify you um uh, it'd be on apple Podcasts. oh what do you mean on apple Pod- oh like here and there's no new reviews so that's that so if you want to have your review read on air Go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and just like let me know because like I said, it doesn't notify us. But I try, I try and check it every now and then. Um, and with that said, good night and good fights. <laughs>